1: Everyone, welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak too Early. I'm one of your host Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing?
2: Steve, I'm feeling nostalgic. It's episode 100. I feel like episode we should, uh, number
1: 100. Let's go. Yeah,
2: I feel like we should do a throwback episode. Let's unplug our mics, have really bad audio, like you know, get on really bad Wi-Fi. Let's just talk about Miller Lite and uh, Joe Castiglione and the Red Sox for like an hour.
1: That's right That's right and as always at the house of sav we got trent fontanella trent how you doing bud
3: boys i am doing well i'm feeling nostalgic as well i don't want to go back to the the no mic and the joker stiglione talk um but i do want to let the people know i've been i've been chugging beers this week i uh i haven't been able to run and, and i don't want to give away too much of some upcoming p 2 E activity um but I have been chugging some beers, been practicing. I've been recording my, my times on the, on the big whiteboard in the kitchen, just like working. I mean, that's exactly what, you know, my girlfriend wants in the kitchen, right? On the whiteboard is, is my beer chugging times. But we're doing well, boys. We're, we're getting back to our roots, like with the, with the beer chugging as a primary, you know, focus more than running. Um, and so uh, I'm glad to be, you know, embracing that as we come across this 100th episode.
1: So we're going to get it. Let's get into that in a minute. But we got to talk about this the episode number 100 can you guys believe that like this whoa, is whoa, whoa, whoa. i thought
3: we were not doing castiglione talk no. <laughs> <laughs> very good very good <laughs> somebody somebody put Man. in like the joke sign right there mike there's a nailed it up for you i if mean was that episode
1: number one was that episode was, number one which i don't even think is technically up
2: yet I, I did not intend to do anymore. that.
1: i 100 percent did not intend to do that in in our I think it was our first episode Mike you know wanted it was it was intended to be a running podcast but we're also diehard Red Sox fans and he's he was concerned about the Red Sox radio announcer Joe Castiglione who was saying can you believe it way too much it was something like yeah it's
2: his catchphrase and he was saying it in like spring training so it was just it it used to to be concerned
1: me yeah it used to be reserved for World Series so yeah, what a what a throwback. Nice catch, Trent. I mean, I I mean that's if, that's crazy. If there's anybody who caught that reference,
2: Steve, you are a die in the womb 2 crew like the
1: greatest of all time listener right there. Yeah. But it's crazy. I mean, like I I just uh, before we dive into this episode, I didn't want to talk, you know, kind of go down this nostalgia road a little bit and could just kind of talk about like I don't want to go completely into why we started the podcast, but I did want to kind of go back to the beginning a little bit, right? And I think the reason we started this podcast, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong and, and, and kind of, you know, tell me your thoughts on it a little bit. But, you know, we were all out of college, post-collegiate runners. We were still dabbling in the sport a little bit. We love the sport, right? We love the sport because, it, you know, it's an easy form of exercise, inexpensive. You can do it anywhere, anytime like we, we we've always loved the sport and we're going to continue to love the sport. But what we didn't have is we were missing the camaraderie that we used to have as part of a team and part of the team we had in college and part of the team we had in high school. And we wanted to recapture that a little bit on the podcast. And I think we're doing that. I think we're doing that by by building the community around the podcast. And I couldn't be happier. I mean, this is I never thought we'd make it to episode 100. No, I, I definitely didn't, and yeah, I think the
2: idea was we wanted to dive a little bit deeper in the sport, learn a little bit more about the pro scene, get more into the pro scene, which I think we have, right? I think I know more about this sport than I ever have. When we first started, I knew next to, to nothing about the, the pros and, you know, the world records and all that. Now, we still don't know that much, and I think <laughs> that's if that's what we're looking for, yeah, if you're looking for on
1: this podcast, and. You know, I'm sorry. But shout out to that guy what, that just left us left us a one-star review. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, I mean if, if that's what you're looking for out of us, you're you're, you're tuning into the wrong podcast, yeah, buddy.
2: We're, we're never gonna be like track junkie experts, but I think what I've appreciated is being passionate, finding myself passionate enough about the sport to have like real takes and to have like things bother me. In fact, I feel like I'm more bothered by the sport of distance running than I was when we started because now I know more about it and I expect more of it. And I, I it gets closer to home when they do things that disappoint me. So we're going to keep, you know, trying to make this sport better and having the conversations. Um, like I think on our last episode, Woody King Kidd, talked about it he he mentioned he said i'm happy you guys are like having these conversations and i think that's that's half the battle right i think a lot of times on this podcast we come out very very critical of the sport in general and we do that because we love the sport and we want the best for it and we are the ones having these conversations so i don't know if this is the direction if 100 episodes in i would think a i would not think that we would still be doing this podcast and b i don't know if this is the direction i you know definitely imagined when we first started, but I'm, I'm happy that we got here and I'm happy that
3: this is the product that we have now. Yeah, I had to do some math in my head to figure out how many weeks were in a year because I couldn't believe it was like almost two <laughs> years of episodes here that, that were still going on here. Um, like you said, like knew nothing about the sport going into it. But there was no reason for that. And there was no reason to not be passionate because I get fired up about any sport that you put on a television that you put in front of me. You know, the uh, Olympics come around and I'm there watching, you know, synchronized swimming, just critiquing it and commenting on it about how this person sucks and how that person's awesome and how fired up I am for this reason or that. So for a sport that I actually, you know, do love and did compete competitively, there was no reason for it. And then Steve the element of like the team that came into it, it was kind of the twofold. I want to get into track. And there's no reason that the other people that we know can't get into it as well. Cause we know a bunch of sports fans are just not following it the way it should be followed. Um, to see it grow outside like this little bubble though, to just, you know, people from, from Germany running our races and that sort of thing, you know, that, that team grew uh, exponentially larger than I ever could thought. Um, and even though, as Mike you know, said, even though I still have terrible takes and know nothing and people, you know, sometimes are nice to me, sometimes they're not on, on the Instagram, on the online world. Um, it's, it's cool to, like, to care, and I, I actually care now, which is something I never thought I could say about, you know, this sport um, prior to a couple of years ago.
1: We're grinding. We're not slowing down. I love what we're doing. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I love it, and I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. And if we talk about, you know, where we were 100 episodes ago, you know, I never envisioned that we would have sponsors for the podcast. And we get to announce on episode number 100, we have a new sponsor. For the podcast. It's a brand we know. It's a brand we love. We had the owner and CEO on the podcast. And that brand is Artican. And you guys know Artican. Artican is the accessory brand for runners. They make Kenyan-inspired bracelets. If you go back and listen to our interview with Chris, the CEO, he wanted that that Kenyan beaded bracelet from you know his college teammate, later on from Paul Chalimo, who was you know, around the company he worked for Nike. Um, and he, he got these bracelets and started selling them and it turned into this company. And now he's selling these Kenyan inspired bracelets in the United States. You can buy the, the flag bracelets, the, the Kenyan flag, or any country out there. You can buy the flag of, you can even do this cool thing where you combine different flags. I highly recommend go checking it out. It's awesome. You can do custom bracelets. They do fun drops like every month. This company is really cool. And now they're supporting your favorite podcast. So go support Artican. I'm rocking my custom peak too early Artican bracelet. So like I said, guys, this is a very cool company. If you haven't checked out Artican, go follow them, go check it out. Go look at all their cool designs. Look at how you can customize your bracelets. Look at how you can combine the different flags on the, on the bracelets. It's, it's a really cool company. Steve, I think uh,
2: another cool thing about being a hundred episodes into, right? I think, in the beginning, we would have taken a sponsorship from literally anybody, right? Any any <laughs> company we could have got our hands on, we would have taken it. Uh, it. It's pretty cool to see that we have this ability now to kind of partner with companies that we really believe in, right? If you look at the, the companies that we've partnered with in the past and that we're still, you know, huge fans in Bell App and the Harrier and stuff like that, these are companies that we believe in what they're doing and we believe, uh, you know, their contribution to the sport or to, to the community that we're trying to, to grow here. And Arnequin is a perfect example of that, right? We believe in this, what they're trying to do, the the um, culture that they're creating within the sport and, and how they're giving back too, right? Like this, this is an awesome company. I love my bracelet and I am, Certainly, going to get me some more because I think they're super cool. I think it's a a cool part of the sport that they're bringing to everybody.
1: Yeah, I almost forgot to mention 10% of all net profit goes to clean water initiatives in Kenya. So, another really cool part of the company.
3: Since we're getting nostalgic, I mean, Mike, that was very deep, you know, explanation of our sponsors here. But in the beginning, we had fake sponsors. So, how about that, boys? We have real sponsors going on. I don't make up our sponsors, even though those were going to come true eventually. Um these are actual sponsors of the actual companies that we love. So right there, you know, huge win for the to Early Podcast. Big
1: things happening.
2: Never thought we'd be here. All right, Mike. All right, let's let's talk about the real things we came here to talk about, Steve. Let's you know, we 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 talked a little bit about the hundred episodes, our new sponsor. But I think we would be doing a disservice at this point if we didn't
1: at least address what happened this well, past weekend. So what are we addressing? What I was just going to say, 100 episodes ago, if you told me that Tom Brady won, has won his seventh Super Bowl, I, would, I don't think I would have been too surprised. In fact, I probably would have believed you. I would have been a little surprised if, it was an, if, if you told me it was with a new team, which it was, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bittersweet for the whole P2E crowd here. Uh, well, I'll toss it to you guys. Let's, let me hear your thoughts a little bit, because we got to dive into it. Tom Brady's just been a, a pillar of this podcast for such a long time.
2: Again, yeah, I mean if you're if you're coming here for just like strictly running stuff, the, I, I apologize, but you're just gonna have to bear with us here for our five minutes because listen, New England sports, that's that's where our true hearts lie. And it, it it's weird. I feel like I have a different emotion with this every day. But here's the thing I have spent so much of my life defending the legacy of Tom Brady. I feel like it's gotten to the point where part of my identity is defending the legacy of Tom Brady. So I was like, and mildly, I wish I wish you were joking about that,
1: but that's like no, mild, it's that's true.
2: It's true. I've spent way too much energy defending the legacy of Tom Brady. And so, like, I was kind of like casually like cheering for him every now and again. I'd watch some of the games, but I wasn't like invested in it, right. I was, I would you know throw things during Patriots games, and I would just like casually watch Tom Brady football games. I was shocked at how much I cared about this Super Bowl. I was shocked at how much I wanted Tom to win. And I think what it comes down to is that I know in my heart that this only increases Tom Brady's legacy, right? Looking back, when I'm in a grandpa in my rocking chair, I will always remember Tom Brady as a patriot. And I think most people will. But I think this only adds to how... Unbelievable! This situation is that he left the New England Patriots, the greatest dynasty of all time, to go to the worst franchise in NFL history, and in one year brought them to a the Super Bowl. So I don't know how long I can do this, where I can like be happy for Tom in a Bucks uniform, but I must say, I I don't I don't. It's not like I'm I, I'm a Bucks fan. It's not like I was like running down the you know the streets with a, with a Bucks flag like I would for the Patriots. It wasn't like I celebrated like it was the last day of my life, like I usually do. But I was genuinely happy, and there's nothing I can do about that.
3: The weirdness, the bittersweetness was all before and after the game. As you said, Mike, like when I'm watching that, I was surprised how like emotional I was getting during the second half. And it, and it wasn't like an exuberant joy, like, let's go because I'm not a Bucks fan but it was just special. And and everyone that's a football fan or a sports fan should have felt the same way watching Brady go out there and just, you know, he didn't wow you the whole entire game, right? Like it wasn't like he was dropping bombs um, throughout, but he just made every right decision like he always does. The guy is what, 43 years old or whatever at this point, and he's still doing it. And to watch a person that meant so much to me, just go out there and like, like pile onto to his legacy. He was already the greatest of all time. I'm sick of the stupid article saying Tom Brady greatest of all time. But what he is doing is he's cementing that go legacy for like the next 50 years. You know, when the, when the next Tom Brady comes up, you know, 30 years from now and is playing, we're going to look back and say Brady went from the Patriots to the Buccaneers and in one year took a non-playoff team, wins the Super Bowl in convincing fashion over, you know, Mahomes who's supposed to be the, the next guy. It was, it was an emotional experience for me. Um, it, it meant so much. And now I'll deal with the feelings of like, why the hell wasn't he doing that for the Patriots and what happened there to ruin that relationship. But, but on Sunday, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And I, I just relished every second of it.
1: So I, I will say this and Mike, you said, it's like, it's, it's part of defending Tom Brady has almost become part of your identity over the past two decades. I feel like in a small way that part of my identity died on Sunday because there's just no there's nothing left to defend like what if somebody tells you he's not the greatest winner of all time he's not the greatest football player of all time he's not the greatest quarterback of all time they're just an idiot and most rational people believe that now so like I feel like I felt Sunday a little part of I almost kind of enjoyed the battle that I I'm probably not going to get to have anymore yeah so and, and that's a good point Steve right and I kind of alluded to this but
2: I wonder next year, like right when he's inevitably in the Bucks or in the playoffs next year. I wonder if I'm how I'm gonna feel because part of me feels like this was the special thing was was like him leaving the Patriots and showing he could do it on his own. I wonder next year if I would still be that happy for him. You know what I mean? I feel like at some point, like I kind of wish he retired because I got that moment. I kind of got that one Tom Brady moment, and now it's like. All right, you proved you can do it. I was happy for you. But now everything after this, is this just going to make me more angry that, like, you continue to do this not on my team, that you took, you know, Gronk and Antonio Brown and just, like, took uh, Patriots offense to Tampa Bay? So I don't know. And I can't really put myself in those shoes until we get there next year. But it's just like, I wish this was the end of it. This was a perfect ending. And I just wish he said, that's it. I'm done. And I'm not going to put anybody else through this for the next however many freaking years we're going to have to watch this.
1: In a, a Michigan uh, Wolverine track, 3K, sub eight minute Tom Brady. Dude, come on. You're a Tom Brady fan. Stop pretending like you're not. Okay, seeing that article that you're rooting for Patrick Mahomes, you're not rooting for Tom Brady to win a seventh Super Bowl. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. Like what are you doing? You're 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 a Wolverine. Your name is Tom Brady. You're a good athlete. Embrace that. What a way to piss off your fans, right? Yeah, dude. It's not like
3: you just have the same name. You went to Michigan. You have to freaking own that. And it's a smart business decision. You know you knew
1: this was coming. You knew this was coming. You're named Tom Brady, and you went to Michigan. You knew this was coming. You could have gone anywhere else, okay? You have to be a Tom Brady fan. End of story. Play that shit up.
3: People are going to love it. People are going to eat, eat, eat out of your hands if you're in there with a Tom Brady jersey on. Come on,
2: Tom. I mean, not that it's surprising because of his name, but I think we've talked about him more than any other collegiate athlete this year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, by far. Um, Steve, there was one other thing I wanted to address, and again – It's not running related, but I wanted to go back to our roots here because something happened during the Super bowl that I feel like is right up our alley and something we got to talk about. And uh, Miller Lite pulled a stunt during the Super bowl. Oh boy. Miller Lite pulled a stunt. And again, maybe we have some new listeners here. Maybe we haven't. I feel like this is like a very like OG peak to it. We haven't really gone in hard on like the Miller Lite stuff for a while. Obviously, we're a huge Miller Lite podcast. We love the beer. Uh, they pulled the stunt and super bowl. Basically they ran this like social media campaign where if you typed in this crazy, super hard to like,
1: very long URL, very, I think very
2: it was long,
3: 837 URL. characters, if I remember yes. correctly.
2: And it was, there was nowhere like where you could copy and paste it. And even like within the URL, they like shamed you if you copied and pasted it, whatever. And the idea was you would do this during a Michelob Ultra advertisement. And the whole idea was, yeah, Michelob Ultra has one less calorie than Miller Lite. But if you type out this URL during their commercial and not pay attention to their commercial, then you'll burn that one calorie and then still get a better beer, which was an incredible, incredible marketing campaign. I loved every second of it. However, they made a lot of people angry because they were supposed to, if you did this, you're, you got like money out like of you're it. You're supposed and to they, get like
1: a free beer if you a did free it during on of- Miller
2: Lite. And uh, apparently they ran out pretty quickly. So a lot of people spent, including us, you know, in, in our household, spent a lot of time typing out this URL just to be denied. Um, so it almost seems like it might have backfired
1: a little bit on our guys at Miller Lite. I don't know. What do we think? <laughs> I mean, you won't find. You won't find a bigger Miller Lite, Miller Lite fan than me, than my family, than this podcast. Like Miller Lite, your target audience is right here. Your diehards, you know, your rider dars are right here. My brother, who's feels the same way about this product as I do, he wasn't he wasn't saying I'm choosing Michelob Ultra over Miller Lite going forward. He just typed it out. He realized that he wasn't going to get a free beer. And so he went and he put back his unopened Miller Lite, and there happened to be a couple straggler Mic Ultras in there. And he took a Mic Ultra and he said, "I choose to drink a McUltra for my next beer." And that's just the way—that's just the way that he 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 responded to being to being denied by his favorite brand. He got got. He, he, he got got, got.
3: Yeah. I have to say the uh, the McUltra commercial. I don't know if there's multiple, but it was like such a mick ultra commercial with like the 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 music that just sucked you in and you know I, i'm not a big mick ultra guy but i wasn't typing in the miller light you know url i was there like just being a sucker for advertisement they had some great athletes on they had like serena and jimmy butler anthony davis and i'm there brazen de chambeau like i'm i'm there just like sucked into the mick ultra commercial so i miss this i miss this whole url thing yeah. you guys are working on in- and <laughs>
2: It just sucks, right? Because I was so excited about how awesome of a campaign it was. And then when people were just getting pissed off, they got screwed by it. It was like, you can't let that happen. If you're going to go into this, you got to go all in and make sure that you don't turn this into a negative Miller like thing. And the worst part is, is like, so this goes again way back to the OG episodes. But there was, uh, we went deep, deep into a Miller like, uh, Natty Light feud instagram twitter feud (laughs) and natty light was able to get the best of him right because they were chirping him for like you know i gotta pull up this comment and it was just
0: like
2: yeah pull it up because it's like it was great again what are you gonna do i i hate natty light and i i disavow every bad thing they've ever said about miller light but how can you defend when natty lights chirping you after you you pull this stunt i don't know it was just it was disappointing it was disappointing
3: what is it What is it about Light? Like they're always in beefs with everybody. There was like the, always the, the awesome Bud Light, yeah. Miller Light commercials <laughs> that they were like making fun of Bud Light. We had the Natty Light thing. Now you have
1: the McCulture thing. That's why we wow. love them, Trent, right? Yeah, we're, they, we're a huge beef podcast. They look at the fights. Natty Light's comment on Miller Light's post, we'd rather take an 8 a.m. class both semesters senior year than type this URL. Just go to our page for beer. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's a good shirt. It's, it's a true. Good shirt. So, Anyways. And- and I mean, they could have just bought a Super Bowl ad with like all the money that they didn't spend by. So well, that's the point. We don't. We don't need to go too far down this road. All we right, still right. love you, Miller Lite. We're a little pissed off about this marketing stunt. It was a great idea, poor execution. Mike, let's kick off the running news.
2: All right, so. I'm glad we were able to go back to our roots here a little bit, but it's about to get real nerdy, folks. So if you stuck around for the running stuff, and that's what you're looking for, we're about to get nerdy. We had no real, like, news stories to get into, but we did have plenty of results. So let's start with the American Track League. Um, So, again, this was the third iteration of the ATL, and there was some good performances, stuff to get into, uh steve i know you got some stuff to say about the atl so i'll let you kick it off before we get started here
1: i mean i mean we we got on atl a couple weeks ago about their you know poor placement in terms of time for these for these meets you know super bowl sunday i mean atl like what what are we doing like what are we doing i mean you know i i know that you kind of staggered a little bit where most of it was before kickoff but man like I'm I'm in the zone on Super Bowl Sunday. I want to be watching pregame. I want to be watching highlights of old Super Bowls. Like I'm just focused on on football. Like it's really hard for me to focus on track. We did set up a second screen, so we did have ATL on during the pregame. Um, you know, I nothing crazy exciting. Um, good to see friend of the program Nikki Hiltz out there. She ran a tough race. She didn't get the W, but it was fun to watch her. I mean, the the biggest storyline from this race is that I. Uh, a high school that ran a uh, sub sub, you know, four minute miles. I know we, 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 like we don't to talk about high school. I know we, we like to avoid talking about that, but like when that's the biggest storyline from your meet, that's on ESPN, like, I don't know. I don't know. Trent, what do you got? So I didn't watch it. I
3: was, I was too in the mode. I mean, so I didn't watch Super Bowl at my house. I was at, you know, a friend's house when you're at someone else's house and you have like the one big TV leading up to Super Bowl, it's a tough sell to say, Hey, Let's put the American Track League up there so we can get fired up for the Super Bowl. It just, it just didn't happen. I did get insight from one of our our loyal listeners, Caitlin, who said the announcers were terrible and that it just yes, she didn't enjoy it. So I'm going to take her word for it um, that it was not, you know, a good product that was going out there. I know we'll talk about some of the the results in a second. Um, so some of those are kind of fun and there's some interesting names that, that ran, but as like a whole, as like an entire product, it just. It failed to suck. I mean, there's one more going on next weekend, so you know, with no Super Bowl around, I'm more likely to sit down and watch that. Yeah, episode.
1: I'm super excited to to watch next week. Perfect placement of a track
3: meet. Yeah,
1: so I thought about this, Steve, and I actually
2: I actually don't mind the placement. The fact that it uh, overlapped with the Super Bowl for like 45 minutes, I think, is not great. But for people like us, and I know we're the audience that we're talking about here, but, like, we're, like, die hard, especially with Tom Brady involved in the Super Bowl, right? Like, you're never going to get our attention in that time slot, unless we're really trying and forcing it or had the second screen like we did. But I think for the casual sports fan, who is also, like, the kind of people we're talking about, who, you know, are kind of scrolling around, anxious, waiting for the Super Bowl, maybe they have their party going, and it's like, ah, oh, what are we going to do in the meantime? Oh, let's just, like, throw on ESPN I don't think it's a terrible spot, right? You have people over the house. It's kind of good background event, and like I said, people—you might not even know what channel the Super Bowl is on if you're like a casual fan. So just like, oh, it's put on the sports section. It's put point. on ESPN, right? So point. I actually don't hate it in that slot. I think it's the best slot we've had so far. Um, the product wasn't great though, right? I mean, there was no gigantic names. There was no like incredible performances. It was a fine meet, and we didn't have the commentators on, so I can't comment on that. But if they're anything like the first two meets, I'm sure it was very boring. Um, so as hard as we've been on ATL, I'm going to give this a uh, – I'm going to give them a W on this one. I mean – A begrudging this goes, W on that
1: one. This it, it goes back to our original, our original point. Like when we were starting to get pumped up about ATL, it's a very far cry from the way that they were pitching this as like a party on the track. Right. And I understand you don't have the fans there, but there are other things you can do to make this a quote unquote party on the track. I mean, this is, this is, you know, down the middle, you know, straight in line with every single other track meet we've seen on TV. It was your mission to make this different, to make it fun. How are you making it different? How are you making fun? I haven't seen one attempt to do that. Right. Uh,
2: Trent, I mean, you mentioned it. Steve kind of talked about it, in my opinion. Like, there was the women's 800. That was a pretty decent race. There was the men's mile where you had um, Nick Willis. And, you know, he, he's an absolute legend. Um, and then, the, obviously, the high school performance there. Is there anything else that you, you wanted to jump into here? Because in my mind, it didn't seem like there was anything really else from the results there.
3: Well, in the men's mile there, so Nick Willis, who's who's just a winner, right? He actually got he got second place. And... I'm going to butcher this name, but Takyadin Hedaili, who that was, is – was, That was
2: pretty good. Was that, that was pretty
3: good. That was pretty good. Who are my Algerian uh, listeners can let me know if I pronounced that name correct or not. Um, but I was looking at him. So he, he's at Texas Tech right now doing a fifth year. Um, so to go out there and beat Nick Willis as a, a college kid who's got eligibility in the outdoor track season, you know, that's a name to look out for um, come, yeah, come championship definitely. season. So keep an eye out for him. Um, and then my other one was Women's 800 – uh adele tracy one who's a uk runner i always thought adele was like a stage name for adele like she just made up a random word that I didn't know what it meant turns out it's a real <laughs> first name in the uk i had no idea so shout out to adele tracy super fast she obviously built uh beat our girl nikki hills and she also beat out like a 15 year old from the u.s who beat nikki hills as well so there's some crazy high school performance. i won't say her name i'm gonna talk about high school athletes but um good for adele for having a, a real first name and for running real fast
1: yeah, I thought, you know, when they were lining up, I thought uh, Nikki w- was a surefire to win that race, but um, Adele just put too much of a gap, and Nikki was closing at the end there, but it was just too little too late, so so great race from Adele out there. Uh,
2: all right, so then the day before ATL uh, down in, or out in Phoenix, we had the Prickly Pear Invitational. Uh, this was a, a Bowerman Track Club uh, production here, but it wasn't just a time trial. There was there's some other teams out there as well. Uh, some awesome races that we saw here. Where do we want to start with this? You want to start with the uh, the woman's eight hundred and our girl Sinclair Johnson?
1: Yeah. Well, I want to start somewhere else. All right. We'll come back to that. Steve, what do you want? Before we dive with? into results, I want to know when these non-Bowerman athletes found out about this race.
0: Because we've given we've
1: given Bowerman a lot of heat for doing their kind of team races, their races where they don't really mm-hmm. extend the invite. And so they start to do this prickly pear invite and they invite some other teams, they invite some other athletes. But those other athletes didn't look entirely prepared for this race. In fact, the Bowerman Track Club athletes looked way more prepared to run this race than some of the ad- other athletes. And so I just want to know when they extended the invite. Was it like a couple of days before? Was it the week before Were they was Bowerman preparing for this for the past month and like a couple of days before they just threw it out there. Um, we will have somebody on the podcast soon who did race. So we'll get some information about that. But I just thought it was very strange that Bowerman straight up dominated. I mean, I mean, Bauman. Has, Is that just because they're
2: better? Those or well, so it, saying, just, it just it just looks so like some big have some names. Better information. Do you have some behind some the scenes information you want to share?
1: There were some big names in there that just didn't look ready to race. You know what I mean? Compared mm. to some of the Bowman athletes. Do you guys get what I'm saying here? I, I I don't. I mean, I I guess I get what you're saying. You're
2: kind of you're kind of making me believe it's some kind of conspiracy theory type stuff over here. It I makes think me that feel this like was you, you
1: got some insider information. But, I, you think, know, whatever. Maybe we'll get to that. Um, I think but, that this was set up so they could run fast and look well. And they were preparing for this for the past I, six weeks. And I we mean, just I just threw it out there.
2: I could buy into that conspiracy theory if it was like any other team. But Bowerman Track Club is just really good. I mean,
3: they're just very, very good. They usually beat people. Like... This is not a conspiracy. This is what Bowerman does. They put on like these meets to just just look awesome and run fast times. I don't know one that's got out to the competitors, but I know it got out to the public just like a few days before. It was an undisclosed location. They didn't tell us like leading up to it. I mean, it was very very Bowerman to like put on the meet that was like perfectly set up um, for them. Now we've talked to Bowerman athletes. I kind of love the fact that they don't even You're themselves. Right. They don't even know. He's,
1: no. And 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 I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because listen. If if Bill Bel if Bill Belichick was a track coach, he would be doing exactly that. So like I'm not I'm not trying to throw shade at Bowerman and our our new friends over at Bowerman. I'm just saying that let's 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 call it what it is, right? Well, two
2: things on that. One, I think it's okay to throw to throw shade at our friends at Bowerman because we we've had a nice run of of Bowerman track club runners, and I they have definitely. Helped me come around to BTC. Love all the guests we've had on. But that doesn't mean we can't throw shade at at BTC or any, any team for that matter. Just because we've had athletes on, I'm still going to throw shade when I feel like it's necessary. But Steve, to your point, I mean, isn't that kind of what we preach, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you find out the day before or yeah, you know the year point, before man. like get on the line and, and go race these guys and it's not like these guys are at of or gals are out of shape so i don't know i i i like it let's stir it up let's make it seem like btc is you know pulling some shady stuff i love it
3: i just i'm not
2: sure if i'm buying it or not
3: <laughs> i'll say something nicer that can transition us into it too um btc deep as all hell like they didn't even have some of the biggest names out there that were winning these races. And I'm going on there and I'm like going through their roster as we go through some of these results. Uh, I'm just like kind of blown away and, and maybe just realizing now, like how many studs they have from like different countries all across the world. That'll be represented at the Olympics. Um, we, we got people from all over Bowerman, you know, that they won because they set it up for them to win probably, but they also, they just, they're just freaking deep, man. They have so many studs yeah. in, in like every
1: event. Yeah, they are. All right, let's dive into some results. What do you got, Mike?
2: Well, yeah, so let's start where I was talking. I'll start with the women's 800. Let's talk about Sinclair Johnson. So this field was stacked. I mean, this was no joke of an 800-meter. We had Sinclair, Al Perrier. We had Heather McLean, Corey McGee, Danny Jones. I mean, this is a very, very good field. And Sinclair continues to win on the pro stage and making it very clear to me that I if I was you know a woman looking to make the Olympics this year I would be very worried about I would be very worried about Sinclair Johnson.
1: Over the past year we have seen somebody essentially transform into a superstar in the sport. We you know we had her on recently we talked about her at the the NCAA National Championships and how she was a relatively unknown and her winning NCAA National Championship was a breakout race for her. She goes on to the pros, has success right away. Now she's dominating some of the best women in the sport. Sinclair Johnson is a certified superstar in the sport, and it's happened within the course of a year. She got that peak too early bump. That's what That's
3: happens right. when you come on the pod. You get that bump, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see this coming, guys. Like I, Sinclair is someone who I actually feel like I have a a knowledgeable opinion on because we started like following her as she was rising up in the collegiate ranks, and it's kind of like right in that sweet spot of people I actually you know have been falling sweet in the podcast um and i didn't see this coming i she was she was great in college and and i thought she'd be good but to see her you know perform the way she's performed and make herself a very very legitimate olympic contender uh it's it's impressive and and unexpected but she's not slowing down anytime soon
2: so moving on here to the woman's 3k another interesting storyline here right so um, again, I'm, I'm gonna mess up names here, but uh, Gabriella Stafford Debuse, she took the win in 8:38. But what I found most interesting about this was breaking up a run of Bowerman track athletes. Here is the newly unattached Colin Quigley, who it's it just, it just very strange to see her listed as unattached there, right? Because we're so accustomed to seeing her in a BTC uniform, part of that team, a huge part of that team. And who knows what the reasoning was of her leaving. Uh, I think, you know, we're not far away from finding out where she's going. We got our uh, CJ investigative reporter, see so if you can kind of dig up some, some dirt on that. But I think whether it was a cordial departure from BTC or not, this was the first race where she's up against them. So it's kind of interesting dynamic there, right? Where she's going up against her
3: now former teammates. For the, uh, the prickly pear invitational or whatever the hell this meet was named. Nobody wanted to win more than she did. Right. You go there, Definitely. you have all your former teammates on the line and she did very, yeah, she got that second place with a very, you know, good field. Um, but that, that's a meet that she wanted. And like, and like you said, like, I don't know if it was cordial or not, it probably was, you know just fine and she had other places she wanted to go in her career um but you know she's getting on that line and she just wanted to beat the hell out of everybody
1: uh yeah we Mike, you quickly glossed over it but um gabriella stafford abuse huge win over some of like the the biggest names in the sport huge at that distance you know what i mean so huge race for her i mean that was i, I did not pick her to finish on the podium in this race like big time race but yes, even colleen, amongst
2: her teammates steve right yes. like if you if you, i wouldn't even expected to be in the top three on her own team in that race let alone win the yes. damn things that's huge
1: but yeah colleen quigley announcing that she is leaving btc unattached for this race she she did a cool thing where she represented a charity in this race which is very cool um if we're gonna why don't we quickly just make some make some quick predictions we all want to predict a brand that we think she's going to end up with Oh, I like that. Yeah, maybe put, put a little it. put a little cash on it. Maybe.
2: Mm. Yeah, let's go. Um...
3: I'll I'll get started. Okay. Let me go Puma. They're signing everybody. They're they're on a crazy like uh little sign streak. We're getting some different names, unexpected. They're they're building that team up. So I'll throw Puma out there.
1: I think I'm that's go, I think that's a very good guess. I'm gonna go. Um,
2: what do they call? Oh, a uh, team boss. I'm gonna go team boss. I feel like that's an up and coming women's team. There are a lot of young talent, a lot of good coaching staff. Maybe they're trying to take that next level and just through the bag at, at Quigley and trying to bring in some, you know, cemented talent. in.
1: so I will say in my mind, there were three options. And you guys name two of them. So hey, yeah, there we you, go, Mike. Yeah, you know, and I could be, I could be way off on this, right? I think Puma's doing something big. They're they're tossing around money like it's nothing right now. They're trying to go after big name athletes. So maybe they side, they pick two of the the most prominent female athletes in the sport right now. They're like, we're gonna drop a bag on Seidel. We're gonna drop a bag on Quigley. So that's a possibility. Um, I just think, I think Team Boss makes sense for her. Like, I just, I think that that team makes a ton of sense for her. I think. You know, she, I mean, it's just uh, people in your, in your, in your, your, uh, you know, your, your race, your distance there. Like the, it just, it just makes a ton of sense for her to go to team boss. So then it comes down to me. If those two are off the table, I am going to say, I'm going to throw a little bit of a wild card out there just because I just see this brand making moves to sign a big name. I'm going to throw out Hoka. I think Hoka Hoka has has the the names on the you know on the on the marathon squad distance. I think that they they're looking to get they're looking to get a name you know that's a little bit more solidified on the track, a contender for the Olympic team on the track, a contender for the medal on the track. Um, so I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say Hoka's gonna and maybe she might have some ties with Naz. Maybe she'll 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 technically be under Naz, but not really like train with them, kind of train independently. Um, I'm going to say Hoka. I I would
2: – I mean, I like the, the thought process. I, I feel like I would be shocked because in an Olympic year, moving to a team that just has no basis right now for like that mid-distance group seems like it would be a crazy move. I mean, I get it. I, I could see it maybe if they threw like the bag at her, but – I don't know. I, I would be shocked at that, but who knows? Maybe.
1: She goes to Brooks. I'm going to look like a real asshole. Yeah, you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like a real idiot. <laughs> Anyways.
2: Um, all right. So let's move to the gentleman's 3,000 meters. And we threw out this t- tweet on Sunday. And in classic P2 early fashion, I did zero back research to see if it was accurate or not. So we're just going to stick with it, that this was the first uh, – pro matchup between grant fisher and morgan mcdonald our guys uh, they went at it but neither of them got the dub we saw another bowerman champ mark scott winning in 736 he was followed by grant fisher we had mccordy right after front of the program joe Klecker, and then morgan mcdonald in fifth i mean it just keeps going down the line listen to this then we had evan yeager Another P2E guy, Woody Kincaid, finishing in seventh. So another stacked field. There. Johnny Gregoric, Johnny Gregoric. I mean, this was the P2E 3K. The P2E
3: 3K, that's right. We, we had the whole P2E gang hanging out, training in northern Arizona this last month. And before everybody <laughs> kind of goes back home to, to continue their prep for Olympic season – um, it was cool to see them all get on the line here uh, and run it. I mean, I don't think I would have picked Mark Scott going into it. This Definitely is kind of what not. I'm talking about with just how deep Bowerman is. Um, but he won the NCAAs 10K a few years back. British guy that will probably, you know, have a good chance at qualifying for the team for for Great Britain. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're just stacked Bowerman. And great, yeah, great, great fun one. Fun one for P2E to see our boys out there.
1: Yeah, again another 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 Bowerman uh, athlete to to kind of pop and peak here, It also kind of le uh, lends a little credence to the uh, the theory that I had that you know you, every once in a while Bowerman does these races and somebody that you didn't expect to pop against that field pops. I think you know they were they was they were kind of training specifically for this this race this uh, this time of year. Anyways, but yeah, no, it was fun to watch some fast times out there. Good to see our guys out there. Yeah, that's all. I don't really have any hot takes from this one.
2: Yeah, so not much there on this meet. Uh, the 800, men's 800 didn't have really kind of any crazy storylines. Josh Thompson, uh, fresh off his beat with, beef with our guy Craig, takes the winning 800. But besides that, unless you guys got any other takes on that, we will move on to the final news story.
1: Let's hit the final news story, Mike. All right,
2: so this one, I'm kind of hitting you guys a little bit by surprise because this meet is like happening as we record. So I'm sure – your takes aren't, uh, Trent, you didn't give it enough time for your takes to get all steamy and hot, but we'll kind of go through this quickly here because there's definitely some stuff that is worth noting. Um, so I'm not even going to pretend to try and say the name of this meat. Um, but it's an international meat going on right now in, uh, Levine, I guess. I don't know. Man, I, I'm going to sound like, Hey, I don't care. Um, but Gaddaf, Sagay just broke the woman's 1500 meter world record.
1: So that's pretty cool. Is that yeah. the second time it's gone down in less than a year? Was that right. the
2: mile or the 1500? I mean, like that, that does I sound right.
1: I can't it? remember.
3: No need to fact check. Let's just say that. Yeah, like it we'll, is. we'll just go it, with that. It, second time it's gone down less than a year. Amazing.
2: Super shoes, uh, baby. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had Grant Holloway. He's broke the American record in the 60-meter hurdles. So that's pretty cool. We had uh, a 19-year-old Ethiopian girl, uh, Lamelum Hayelu, beat Safan Hassan, who just came off a massive year dominating the world. We had Jakob Ingebrigtsen with a two-second PR in the 1500 dominating the field. And he looks more and more every day like maybe the best 1500 miler on the planet. Um, Other awesome races going on, but those are kind of the big storylines. Do you guys have
1: anything to add to any of those? I think Grant Holloway is becoming like, you know, we have more dominant athletes in the country right now. Um, He's he's definitely a contender for the Olympic team, contender for for a medal. He's becoming, like, one of my favorite athletes to watch. Like, sure. I love watching that guy. Like, he's got a great personality. He's fun to watch out there. Like, every time he's racing, like, I'm going to go watch this meet for all those races, but I'm going to make sure, like, Grant Holloway is, is, is like, appointment viewing for me. I love watching that guy race.
3: Yeah. My takeaway, Britson Chariot. I mean, that's just becoming a matchup that I just cannot wait for. Just give Britson. You know, every month is like huge for him when he's, was he, 20 years old at this point? Like, he's just physically still developing, probably. So, you get to, to a few months from now, you get too close to the Olympics. Um, I'm excited to see those guys go at it next time they're on the track together. For sure. Yeah, I have two final takes on Before we
2: get to that, both of you right now, uh, let's say Chariot versus Ingebridsson in the Olympics. I give you Chariot is minus 150 Jakob is plus
1: 175 who are you taking I'm going chariot if that line creeps over plus 200 for Jakob I might toss a couple bucks on Jakob do those, even with those odds I'm taking chariot I mean with
2: with Jakob is running his ass off right now but are those do you think those odds are still pretty fair like does that, I do. that seems like I do I Seems think right. I, I honestly, I think a year ago I would have had Chariot at like minus two fifty. Like I think he would have been the overwhelming. So I think that line has like really
1: shifted, pretty hardcore. So this is this is good for us, right? If we still believe Chariot is the the contender for the gold medal, the better Jakob gets, the further that line's going to come right. down, so we can hammer it on race day.
3: Absolutely. Trent, who are you taking with those odds? You got to take Chariot. You 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 just. You don't want to be the guy that bet against him, you know. The guy just doesn't lose right. and yeah, until until he loses. Deep. Yeah, you bet him every time, and then when he finally loses, you'll have won so much money from all the victories that you got that
1: you'll be okay. Yeah. Quick, quick side note: we did a little on the night of the Super Bowl. We did a little uh, horse racing, or we did a little, you know, toss some money on the ponies. How crazy is the whole betting on horse racing? And like, you get the post, and the the odds aren't set until they close till the till the till the gun goes off. What that's if that? Insane. Like, how crazy would that be in a tracker? track? Me, right? You're throwing money around. The odds are constantly changing, and you don't know what the odds are going to be till the gun goes off. I mean, that's it's just a wild sports bet on. I, yes, I agree. That would be incredible. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, um, quick side.
2: My my last two points on that is just. Especially in like the fifteen hundred and the mile, like those events to me still feel like the premier events in our sport. Anytime world records goes down, that is a huge deal. And then in an Olympic year coming into it, that I mean, that's gigantic. That, that what more momentum in the world could you need? My other point is um it kind of felt like Safanasan was untouchable last year and that There was nobody on the planet that could beat her. She was dominating everything. It definitely feels like she's come down to Earth a little bit, so that should also be an interesting storyline. Going into the Olympics, was she? Was the moving of the Olympics, was she one of the people who was affected hugely? Maybe she's, you know, just kind of chilling, and when the Olympics come around, she'll take off again. We'll see. But just a couple things to watch out for. But other than
1: that, gentlemen... That is all I got for the news. All right. We are going to get into the moment you've all been waiting for. Our third interview with the man, the myth, the legend, the 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 USA champion with the mullet. We got Craig Engels on the podcast today. I mean, and this is this interview is just everything you want from a Craig Engels interview. We talk a little beef, we talk a little partying, we talk about the Olympics coming up. I mean, it was just, we talk about broken collarbone, collarbones snowboarding. It was just a perfect interview. I had a great time talking to him. Let's get into it. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Boys, what's going on,
0: boys? We're back.
1: We're we are back, back, baby. We are back. We are on episode number one hundred. I didn't think that this was going to happen, but it did. I'm bummed. <laughs> Who do you got in tonight's game?
0: Uh, roll tie, baby. RMF
1: roll Tide. Oh god,
3: <laughs> aren't you? Uh, is it are, SEC are rivalry down? or are you pulling for SEC?
0: Uh, SEC love. It's just different. That's our model.
2: Gotcha. (laughs) See, that makes me feel even worse. I was just talking about how I just picked Ohio State to win this game, and I don't feel comfortable with it. And then you just made me feel a lot worse.
0: (laughs) Wait, did you uh, you bet on it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm on. Big,
1: big.
0: Did we bet heavy?
2: Enough, enough.
1: So Craig, get this enough to be very uncomfortable right now. Every year for like the past what are we going on like 12 years now Mike? It's a long time, yeah. Every year for like the past 12 years we bet that the first score of the national championship game is going to be a safety. And it seems like every year we're in the mix. They just had they almost had a goal line stand. We were almost in a point. where We were going to have a safety there, but every single year for like 12 13 years we've been the
0: same bet.
2: Yeah. Or like going or where like going that? 12. Oh, we one
0: got of one these the are the odds yeah, see, the odds
2: are crazy yeah it's like plus 4500 so if you win it's like you know you win we we as a, a group of us a group of us so we pool like a, a, a like a small amount of money and if it hits then we win a ton of money but you know we're 0 and 12 so <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's tradition <laughs> so next, hey, next year's that. our year yeah next year's our year so we so we moved our uh, our interview from last week to this week cuz Trent Broke his collarboards, snowboarding. And you sent us a message saying that you've done the exact same thing in the past.
0: Bro, I got a plate <laughs> in here. Oh, geez, oh
3: man. So you had to get like a full surgery? Try, that's yeah. going
2: to be you, bro. That's going to be you.
0: So, dude, so, honestly, the surgery, it's better to get the surgery. I mean, no, it's like way more expensive and everything. But I was on my parents' health care. But um, it's better to get surgery because you can just you be- your good. Like they put a plate in and you're fucking good the next day. So, do you have a big
3: bump, or, or is yours like smooth at this point?
0: I'll try. It. Uh, hold on, let's see. A lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> that's gnarly. It's, it's kind of gross, but. That's <laughs> nah, good. Chicks dig it. So, how were? Are you good at snowboarding, or were you bad? Is that why you fell?
3: Well, this is like exactly. I'm I'm just good enough to get hurt, right? Like I'm just good enough to think I can, you know, go off little bumps and try and get a little air and do little shit. Uh and then I I end up just slamming. This is like the second winter in a row where I've had a terrible uh, snowboarding injury. So, uh what about you? Were you like a first timer on the slopes here or are you trying to do like double backflips? Uh,
0: no, no, no. Did you but but I, I did you get straight up and pretend nothing happened and then ski down and you're like I'm fucked. <laughs>
3: uh that's honestly yeah i was like because of my girlfriend like we're fine man let's go we get to the bottom and i'm moving it around i'm like this this doesn't feel good but the lodge was like a little bit of a walk from the bottom and there's a lodge at the very top of the the hill so we end up going up the lift again and then i go to the lodge at the top of the mountain and i go in there i take my jacket off i'm like fuck (laughs) this shit is broken uh so then i had to go down again you know just just knowing
0: that so you uh, ski you skied down
3: yeah we went down because i went down i got hurt and then we went back up and then i was like i know playing oh, with i did not know
0: if you took the chair back down dude oh no I that went sounds for it. miserable I, so i broke mine uh it was really bad it was t- called tenting like it was about to poke through the skin oh, Ooh. Jesus Ooh, Christ! and i didn't know so i stood up and i was super embarrassed and i just like stretched and i'm like ooh, something's off but i'm gonna keep going yeah. I'm up and got down and sat down and i'm like damn I'm about to pass out something's fucked up um uh, and so they had to call ski patrol and and it put me in that thing where you like lay down and yeah like, on the way down bro a first like 30 meters a snowboarder sprays and just <laughs> douses me in snow so i'm sitting there freezing and then the dude towing me crashed what? Oh. The dude told me crash. So I, I flipped over, and I'm just lying on the side. I can't move my arms or anything. And I'm just like, when is this nightmare going to be over? Talk about being bad at your job.
1: Injured <laughs> <laughs> get, get people at injure the bottom of the mountain. And well, you're I've, crashing. Seen, I've seen
3: them go down on, like, super steep slope. And, and sometimes I see them. I'm always amazed. Like, wow, I can't believe those guys never crash, right? It's amazing they never crash. <laughs> yeah. But apparently they do. <laughs>
2: So, have you, have you, like, been back to the slopes, or is that, has that been it for you?
0: Bro, that, that's it. Um, it was senior year of college. It was January 1st, my fifth year. Oh. So, um, Did thought, you solve you know, eligibility? Yeah, yeah. I thought my whole career, running career was over, but I got the surgery, and then they, they made me wait till the stitches healed, and then I was back. Oh, man. The surgeon was said 10 pissed? weeks out. Yeah, coach was so pissed. <laughs> The surgeon I said 10 weeks to no running because this motion would fuck it up. But my, my, um, the physical trainer, the trainer there was like 10 days. We're, you're good. Nice. There's you nothing ma- that
2: makes me feel more like, you know, like secret, secret ops or something like that than going skiing during a college, like tracker, like <laughs> season. Cause you know, like that is the number one thing your coach does not want you doing. So you got to, got to plan it all under the radar and you, you know, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit of a rebel to, to make it happen. But that's exactly why the coaches don't want us
0: don't want us yeah, doing that yeah. shit. I'm pretty sure it's like in my Nike contract that I'm not allowed to, know? Oh, damn. <laughs> There's that and motorcycles. <laughs> Probably. So are you gonna, are you gonna go
1: like, as soon as you retire, you're gonna go ride motorcycles and go snowboard?
0: Put put the snowboard right on my back and drive up gotcha. in my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what is that?
2: Is that in like nine or ten months from now? And then
0: retirement's coming soon, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be drinking beers on a beach somewhere. That's right. <laughs> know, he's a
1: cool. Man. So hey, you you had a you had a post recently, and I I love it, right? You were talking talking some smack to your to your fellow runners, you know, just reminding them that the holidays were coming up and that they needed to sit at the kids' table while you sat at the adults' table, right? And I love it, right? We love a little smack talk. We love we love getting the the competitive juices flowing. And it was obviously a joke, a, a great joke. But do you think anybody took it seriously?
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you get any blowback for <laughs> it? Someone by the name of David Ribich is oh somewhere, no <laughs> somewhere in the world is training his ass off just so that after a race, he can be like, who's sitting at the adult table now? <laughs>
2: That's right. It's probably on like every, it's on every bulletin board across the country right now.
0: <laughs> Some, dude, someone absolutely roasted me on there and they're like, they're like, it's crazy that Britton was sitting at the kid's table and still whooping your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... I would like, say that about anybody
1: care. in the world, right? <laughs> Valid argument.
2: <laughs> so, Craig, I got to, uh, I got to come clean here. I got to be straight up with you. Um, I, this is not really much of a question. It's more of just a, a statement, more of an apology. Last time we had you on, uh, I stayed up late editing the podcast. It's probably like one in the morning afterwards. I was so excited about it. I was like, "Oh, sweet! I'm gonna like, I'm gonna put together a nice little video here. We're gonna share it on Instagram." And, you know, my, my tired, I probably had a few beers, I was probably a little drunk. Uh, in giant letters on our Instagram, I spelt your name wrong. And I didn't catch it. None of our listeners catch it. The first person to catch it is you. You call me right <laughs> out. So I, I'm sorry when I make the video for this podcast. I, uh, I promise to, to spell your name right this time.
0: You can't promise me that when you're putting down beers left and I, right. Nah, yeah, I, I, know.
2: I was just gonna say. I'm, yeah, he's I'm sticking to it. Beer. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it happen. Maybe I'll I'll make sure <laughs> Steve and Trent edit it first before I post it.
0: <laughs> yeah, close one
3: eye and
2: make sure yeah. you
0: got it right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Craig, since since we last had you on, since that debacle where Mike couldn't get the you know the, the video right, and when we went through uh, would you rather's, I think for twenty minutes, which was you know a memorable interview for us, um, you've had you've had some you know fun stuff go on, particularly you know out in monaco doing the yachts and everything so i know you talked about it but i feel like that's just right up our alley so we have to address it just for a minute here like give us one like moment one memory that you just like would love to go back to you know next weekend like what was like a highlight you know memory from
0: that from from our europe trip yeah oh you know i had a crazy night out I, I I hate to I and I like I hate to talk about it because COVID is such a like a big topic and a lot of people have died and and it's terrible. But we were in Sweden, and no one knows this in America, but like I mean maybe they've heard it, but no one wore masks. Everything was wide open. No one wore masks, and no one gave a crap about COVID. And it was like it was refreshing at the time. It was like. It was August, you know, and everyone had been aside for so long that we were like, wow, it's nice to not like have to wear a mask. Obviously, we didn't know it was going to spike again. But um, so so I, we ran Stockholm, ran like shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I got a text from I think it was Charlie Grice. I, I got a text from Charlie Grice that said, hey, me and some, me and some of the boys are out at the bar. You want to come meet us? And I show up, and it's this tiny bar, absolutely packed with the like biggest athletes in the world. Mondo is sitting at a table with all of his like Swedish friends. We got like Peter Bull, Stewie McSwain, Matt Ramsden, um, and all of a sudden, you know, we're all five beers deep. <laughs> um, and next thing you know, I'm on the back of a, a lime scooter with Matt Ramsden, ripping around Sweden, looking for a club (laughs) we show up to the club and they don't let us in because something with covid so the next thing we're doing is looking for a different type of club maybe one where you wear a little less clothing. all right (laughs) and we find one but by this time it is 2 a.m i've been riding around on the back of a freaking lime scooter for the last two hours and i'm hungry so we're at this club there's people dancing um not us, by the way. Um, and I just wanted pad Thai. <laughs> One of my friends goes in and and uh, he goes he goes into the the back room looking for an, another friend, and uh, all of a sudden I'm trying to order a pad Thai in a shouting match with this Swedish bartender, <laughs> and he's like, "You need to pay." It was something like a hundred dollars for the pad Thai. I'm like, "Absolutely not!" And then. Um, someone who shall not be named comes upstairs and is like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I threw up. (laughs) He's like, I paid for an hour and I threw up in the first five minutes. We got to get out of here. (laughs) So um, I find myself on the back of a Lime scooter again. This time it's probably 3 a.m. And we we find ourselves a kebab restaurant, absolutely terrible, Um, in bed by 4 a.m., just feeling like a piece of shit <laughs> there's a lot more details that i would love to tell you guys about the club but it may not be safe for our, our listeners That's fair. That's
1: fair. but then I the was, next day you're on a beautiful perfect. yacht you know taking in the rays. you know what i mean it's just <laughs> i mean what a trip that sounds like Jeez.
0: it was it was a great time we were very diligent before we got to sweden about covid but when we got to sweden everyone just let their guards down but monica was wild we we got to go on two different yachts one night was one of the yachts we we let loose and then the other yacht was just uh it was a good time but we were a little bit more clean and sober <laughs> next Isn't thing you did... know
3: you're ripping around on the lime scooters i feel like that's almost as bad as the motorcycle <laughs> i was
0: just gonna say your next contract is
1: gonna be motorcycles skiing and lime scooters yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was a good night that was a good night <laughs> We
2: we kind of talked about this when we had uh, Eric uh, Eric Jenkins on last time, but I kind of wanted to revisit it because he, he tiptoed around it, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about it. So, um, there was a right around the time we had him on, there was an Instagram post where your coach Pete basically like made a statement, something along the lines of like, "You know, yeah, no, we we train for for races. We're not a time trial team." And to me, that was like a very clear you know, statement and maybe a shot at some, some other teams, uh, you know, around, around the country. Do you, do you think that that was, you know, a calculated shot or was that just, you know, a, a coincidence that Pete was kind of talking in those terms?
1: Eric denied it by, by the way. Eric yeah, said, said, said you know, that you know, that's just not.
2: Pete and Pete. And I don't know. I, I don't know if that's, if I buy that.
0: I genuinely don't know if Pete is capable of talking trash. <laughs> okay. That's why I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember the post. If I, so I don't think he was talking crap, but may, maybe he was,
2: which would be sweet. All right. So let me, I guess let me ask you a little bit more, Frank. All right. So we, is there, like, I know, you know, you're racing against these people, you know, you want to beat them. You're competing for spots on the Olympic team, all that stuff. So obviously there's, gonna,
0: you're, you're going to ask if there's coaching beef.
2: Is there coaching beef, but is there, like, legitimate, like, team beef? You know what I mean? Like, I think that always stems down from the coach. So, it was, you know, I think, you know, it all goes together. But is there a legitimate team team beef where there's teams that you, you know, when you show up next to a person wearing a certain type of jersey that you want to beat them a little bit more because they're in that, in that jersey?
0: Here's the thing. Running is such a great sport. We, it's very inclusive um yeah. fun you know anyone can do it but there's not much rivalries <laughs> we are just we're just all too friendly we're all like how are you gonna have a rivalry when you're in short shorts yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're standing on a line almost naked i mean i guess mma is a little bit more naked and they have big rivalries but we're we're a little bit skinnier a little bit more noodly looking so you know, people are just gonna laugh Sure, that's fair. But, Yeah, but I, I think maybe lining up next to 10-man, I have All a little, right. bit, more, a little, little right. bit more fire. I don't know um, I don't know how many times I've lined up next to anyone besides Parsons, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> there it is right there. I, don't, I, I know the thing is like I know the answer to that question every single time I've asked it because I think I've asked it a hundred times, a dozen different ways because we want so badly. For there to be like, oh, I hate this guy, F that guy, I hate this team, try and get the... But the thing is, you're right. Like, we're always going to get that answer. We're always going to get the, like, this sport is a little bit different. And that's fine, but...
1: I'm still going to keep asking the question, <laughs> but that but that's uh, yeah. when we saw that when we saw that comment, I mean, the, the I, I mean, this past year, we we're able to see Pete Julian on a different stage. He's kind of like emerging from the shadows a little bit. We get to see, you know, how great of a coach he is. And when you see a little bit of that come out, you're just like, Oh, please be real. Please be real. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's also, it's hard to trash talk when like one week you could have the best race of your life. And then the next week you get stomped by a high schooler and you're like, oh man i wish i hadn't said all that on instagram you know
2: yeah that's fair
0: <laughs> so, but i i do like i i, I know cindro and i are friends but there is a hundred percent a big rivalry there but w- like it's hard for us to talk like about it publicly because like he, he like one week i could beat him and the next week he could beat me you know but when we line up next to each other like both of us inside of I, we definitely want to beat each other
1: well i mean it's like a uh, you know uh Bird magic, right? I mean, the classic rivalry, right? And when they're on the court, they want to punch each other's faces in, but off the court, they end up becoming best friends. Like, they it's a, you know, it's a cool story. So I think you can have like a really cool sports rivalry and not have like both people want to hate each other, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you guys are getting me inspired to start a rivalry with someone.
1: I mean, Maybe. if you're going to be done in nine Maybe months, might as well, right? I mean, we've got an Olympic year coming up. Let's do it.
0: Who do we go for? Let's just start talking a bunch of trash to chariot.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know I don't
2: know why you'd start there, but I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> shoot
0: high, bro. Shoot for the moon. That's right. Or, or, did it or you, called, you
2: you called you kinda you kinda of called out the Inge Britson brothers earlier. Let's start with them. Yeah, let's do that. Let's I feel like tr- the, you know, they're true. a little bit they're a little bit more high profile too, so you know that we can get that to be like a big news story.
0: But they they've got a little bit of weight on me. I think they could knock me out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the yeah, three movie. on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we got your back, right? Yeah, That's yeah, right yeah. All right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, since the last time we talked, the RV has had a full full makeover. Looks like you got a new one. Where is the old RV, and how awesome is this new one?
0: Rest in peace, baby. um I sold it.
1: Oh, wow. Never yeah, thought bought, I'd see the day. Yeah, that's
0: wild. That, I that got it tattooed wild. on my ass, though. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could show you it, but um, I, uh, that's maybe, okay. maybe over some beers also. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I bought it for like $3,750 uh, on Craigslist a few years ago. And I, had it for, well, I think I had it for two and a half years and put like 25,000 miles on it. Owned it for two and a half years, had some great trips. And someone offered me eight thousand for it.
1: Was it was it like a runner? Was it like a fan?
0: No, 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 no. Um, really, I listed it on Craigslist just for ten thousand just to see what someone would do. Like, and someone came came with eight thousand, or a few people came with eight thousand. So I'm like, all right, I'm not ripping anyone off because a bunch of people would buy it for this. But um, yeah, ended up selling that and then bought another van for five thousand dollars and put, you know. And put more money into it but now that one's probably worth 20,000 so I, I think maybe I'll keep working my weapon one day I have a nice one
1: I mean and I got I got, sounds honest, you got a little I, business here
0: yeah <laughs> but I think
2: I think you in at least in like the running world which that's not saying much but still in the running world you've like you know become you know a, a little bit of a celebrity here I feel like there's some fans out there that would have paid just for the the aura of you know I and you're you're as much as you are a celebrity your rv was just as much of a celebrity as you so i feel like you could have used that to, to <laughs> the you know i get to to own craig Angle's rv that could have been a big deal you might have been able to make a little bit more than eight k.
0: maybe but i i, I don't think i <laughs> abused my position of of power that way you know
2: and and i suppose most of uh the people who would want to do that are, you know, probably don't even have a driver's license yet. I was so. gonna say, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Hey, mom, <laughs> have you
1: seen some runners? I don't know if they got they got more than eight K to their name. Okay. So, but where where have you taken the where have you taken the new van?
0: Um. So currently, I'm actually uh, we're in Phoenix. I'm, um. This is I, uh, it's not my artwork. I <laughs> we're in Phoenix. Uh, I just drove it down here. Which was like a twenty six hour drive from Portland because I took a few detours. But wait, are we uh, live so I,
1: from the van right now?
0: No, bro. We're, uh, we, oh, okay. We're all in a house in um, in Phoenix together. There's there's five of us in here. But um, I I bought it. So I bought like I bought it in North Carolina. It was funny. It was actually a running company that was selling it. And uh, the dude selling it to me had no idea about running. He was just like, you know, a warehouse worker. But then the 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 business owner had to sign the title over and she's like, Oh wait, you're that, you're like the guy with the mullet. And she's like, didn't you win wor- like the world championships? And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I won everything. <laughs> just playing into it. And so, so I, I got it for a great price. Um, drove it back to Tennessee. This is in the beginning of COVID. And me and Ryan Manahan um just fixed it up in two weeks. It was crazy. It was like, we were working, 12 hours a day you know fitting and runs here and there didn't really care about running at that point <laughs> what was the company uh, you bought it do. from the co- what is it
1: what was the running company you bought it from do you remember oh,
0: shoot i think it was called running to wit. <clears throat> okay it's like so there the, the van it had uh it was wrapped the whole van was wrapped with their like label and they, they took it off, but it's still there. So when, when, you, when it's in the right light, you can see Running to Win or whatever it's called. I, I think I'm thinking of something else. Is that a podcast, Running to Win? Not that <laughs> Dude, I I, it's, it's called Start to Finish. Start okay. to Finish. Start to Finish. But, uh, right.
2: yeah, if, run, if Running to Win is a, is a podcast, we'll bleep that part out.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so we, we fixed it up in Tennessee, and then my girlfriend and I drove it all the way back to Oregon. So, Craig, how, how, like,
3: handy are you underneath the hood here? Like, it sounds like you can, like, totally rebuild a car here.
0: Bro, I got on YouTube and abused it. I just learned from all these random people that are, some, for some reason, they'll post a video of them cutting a hole in the roof of a Sprinter van. I'm like, I'm like who, who, what? But that's made me think, like, maybe I should start a YouTube channel of, like, renovations
3: seriously yeah no some of the stuff people will do like because i i've you know daydreamed about getting some crazy van like that and you watch some of these shit and people are so fearless too they're like they're gonna cut a hole in like the bottom of their like you know their van right and they're gonna wire up a heater to some gas valve or whatever and it's like they just have confidence they're not gonna screw it up so i don't know how you can just be like a beginner and watch those videos and then
0: just do it (laughs) to your van so good for you for taking the step there Thanks, bro. We, we actually, we, we really only had one mistake, and it was cutting the hole in the roof of the van. Like, I got so it. excited, I pull up to the house where we're renovating it, and I'm like, let's do it. Let's start. And I just start cutting a hole and hit like a, um, a security beam or whatever you call them, like a, a beam that's holding the van up with the saw. And I'm like, okay, well, let's reset here. <laughs>
1: We got to have, we got to have Ryan on. We, uh, he, uh, I saw, he, you know, you post a lot of videos with him. I saw all the videos renovating. We had a, we had a couple shots with him at, uh, what's the, what's the place in New York that's no longer there anymore. Coogan's Coogan's Coogan's. Yeah. We had a good time with him that night. We got to have him on sometime.
0: He dude, that guy is one of the funnier guys you'll ever meet.
1: So now I know I know we're, we're, we're kind of we're joking around, we're talking about what's going on in your life, but I do want to just get into a, a couple serious running questions before we, before we wrap it up. So, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're on a roll last year, um, you're, you know, you're one of the top, if not the top runner in your event going into the, the trials, gets taken away from you. And, you know, you have to adjust, there's nothing to do but adjust and just focus on just kind of taking it one day at a time and, and focusing on the next year. Where are you at right now? Do you think you're in as good a shape as you were last year? Do you think maybe you're better or do you think maybe you're at a disadvantage? Like
0: where's your honest take on where you're at right now on your run? Bro, I'm ready. I think I'm yeah. maybe one of the, maybe the fittest I've ever been going into January. So I'm, I mean, I'm stoked. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm ready to rip some heads off, bro. Let's go let's go
1: that's pumped that's what i needed to hear i just needed to hear that you were ready to roll ready to crush these trials and head into the
2: olympics yeah i mean it sounds like you're in the right headspace right because something i was thinking about is when you're not racing as much and even when you are racing it's like a lot of these kind of like you know maybe not so serious or like scrap together races i just don't know how you keep like that like killer mentality that like you know that that kind of in the zone thing that we all know you need, especially when the stakes are this high. So is there anything you've been doing differently to kind of like stay super focused and in the zone and keep that killer mentality going?
0: Yeah, but I, I kind of like lost a little bit of fire last year. It was, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, jeez, not 2019 December. I got super sick and, um, uh, there's this thing that can happen from COVID called lung fibrosis or whatever, where you cough so much that you scar your lungs. <clears throat> and I like what I know, I don't know if I had COVID, it was December, like, so who knows, but whatever I had, I got lung fibrosis and indoor, like we were in Phoenix in 2020 and it was so rough. Indoor was so rough, outdoor so rough. And then finally, bro, I come around in October this year and I start getting fit and uh, like still carrying that on right now. So um it, it it was just basically like a year of lag turned my fire back on and now all i think about is the olympic trials like it, it'd be nice to think about the olympics knowing you're gonna go some countries have that like like freedom or whatever but uh for us it's literally all about the trials man and i daily think about beating every single person in, in 1500 in the United States. And even sometimes I'm like, I get so cocky that I'm like, I'm going to double, I'm going to go in the 800 and I'm going to beat Donovan. <laughs> so I, so like, I just, it, you know, this visualization of beating everyone in the United States, I don't care how fit they are, what they've been doing, you know, they, whatever they say they are, I'm going to beat them. And that's where that, it's like every night before I go to bed, I think about that. I'm like, I'm going to beat them
2: let's go I'm fired
1: up I'm fired up and we talk about it it's something we talk about a lot on this podcast where it's like you know because we break down the sport and a lot of times we talk about who may have been hurt by this year being pushed back and who may have been helped but it sounds like this was kind of like a blessing in disguise for you that this some this this year may have you know pushing it back year may have really helped you out a lot
0: yeah maybe I mean like as soon as I found out the Olympics were canceled that's when I lost the fire so if the Olympics had gone on who knows but like it's from from like the sickness standpoint and who i don't know it it, but everything's so set up now like i i I believe everything happens for a reason you know sure sure cool does it does it feel like things
3: are like turning into normalcy now like because they're six months out from the trials obviously this whole year was a complete you know shit show and just just crazy like training wise does it kind of feel like now you're like entering almost like a normal lead up into a trials
0: There's like, there's like a normalcy in the unnormalcy, if that's a word of all this is like, people are now figuring out how to have races. People are figuring out, I I mean, like, it's still tough. Like that LA meet that where Jenkins got to standard and everyone ran fast, uh, it almost got canceled. Like it it got moved a week before. So there's times where you think everything's figured out and you're like, okay, there's going to be no fans for sure. Regardless but the meet's going to go on and like everyone's going to have to get COVID tests. So, but there was a period where everyone's like, we can't do anything, you know, but I think people are figuring it out now. And um, I don't know. It's it's exciting. Like oh, there's going to be indoor meets, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that.
1: All right. Enough nerdy running talk Kick kickoff down the home stretch. What Craig, was that? Craig. Sorry.
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh down we, the home we stretch. Eat.
1: We end every interview with a quick game. Mike, kick okay. off down the home stretch. Yeah, so down the home stretch, gonna hit you
2: some rapid fire questions. And this time we are gonna talk about, so you know, your guys' running group or team or whatever you wanna call it still doesn't have a name, or at least we don't know of its identity. So we're gonna brainstorm a few names for your guys, your team here, and you tell us if you like it, you know, it's a possibility or if. if we're gonna just discard that one. So Trent's gonna hit <laughs> you with the first one. Let's do you it. You
0: guys have had you guys have had over a year to think about these, so they better be good. Yeah, well, we oh,
1: started gosh. brainstorming ten minutes ago, or ten minutes before the interview. So don't also, get your hopes up. Off, I I do, definitely do, don't do get your hopes ap- up.
0: <laughs> I want to apologize for making you guys miss the game. I didn't even realize. Uh, I don't. Oh,
2: worry. We, we still got the whole second. Yeah, half. half. we got the whole second half. We're good.
0: <laughs> also, also, Mike, has anyone ever told you that you look like Joey Barry Atua?
2: Joey. Oh, a little bit. I see it. The, the I guy, don't, the guy from yeah, I see it. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever gotten
3: that. What a
2: compliment.
0: He's a great, he's a great looking guy and so are you, good. but uh good, good, You guys good. look very similar to me. All right.
3: <laughs> nice, Mikey. All
0: right, I'll take it.
3: <laughs> All right, here we go, Craig. I have to get this one out of the way because we wouldn't be on brand if we didn't if we didn't ask. So instead of N L P, how about P T P two P2EOP. P
0: two E O P All right, okay. We'll put that one. Yeah, we'll put that one in the folder. All right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear some more. P two e o p. All right, let's Mindful. let's take let's take a let's take
1: a cue from uh, the, the the Washington football team and just go
0: the track team. The tra- dude, this sounds great. Um, that okay. This was my proposal to Pete. I had forgotten. <laughs> mine mine was just the track club. That's what I wanted to propose. There we go. It's like it.
1: the Washington football club, the, the track club. I love it.
0: Yeah. yeah. The track club, the, <laughs> <Yeah. OBS>
2: club. <laughs> I remember when I first heard, you know, the Washington football team, I hated it. And it's grown on me so much that I think every sport should have at least one team that just <laughs> says the name of the sport. So I think that that could be the winner right there. Um, kind of, This one's kind of the way Trent was doing it here, but again, we have to, you know, plug our, plug our own stuff here. So how about, you know, You can't have our name because our, uh, racing team is the SAV racing team, but you guys could be the Nike SAV squad. And and what does that stand for? Say, you know, SAV it's, you know, people like to use savage, like, Oh, I'm a savage. So we we created the SAV SAV as like making fun of people who say stuff like that. And now we've just become those people that we were making fun of before. So you guys would just be the SAV squad. So
0: we're just, we're just a big joke.
2: No, no, no. Those, those kind of people are super cool, man.
0: <laughs> okay. you, it's, you
2: should aspire to be.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll put that one in third place so far. <laughs>
2: oh, <great>. I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't it even beat bad. the P2EOP. Really
0: no, <laughs> I really do. The sound of P2EOP is great. Okay. I think it's I'm great too.
3: It. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I think you should steal your neighbor's name, the Portland Trailblazers. That's way better for a running team than
1: a basketball Ooh, team. Good one. That is really good. Wow! And you can rock like the Nike Blazers to and from track meets. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great, dude. That's, that's a really good name. That's
0: incredible. Yes.
1: <laughs> Let's go. I dude, like. We'll that
0: go, one. I'll go. I'm going straight to Phil Knight with that one.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. All right. How about this one? You just call it donovan brazier is really 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 fast that's just the name of the club
0: okay and what's the um acronym for that again d b d b i r r r f okay i, I think zav's spot is better
2: than that one at least <laughs> <laughs> i think we at least beat that one
0: i'm actually really digging the Trailblazer one trailblaze it's-
2: is good I know. I feel, I feel like, like I don't even I want to say the buoyancy. rest of mine.
1: Mine are so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's really, really bad. Let's hear us let's, let's hear it. Come on. Let's see how bad we can get with it. All
2: right. Uh, here we go. Um, so I, this one's probably copyright already, but I was just thinking you guys could just be Team USA. And then, you know, you already have the jerseys, everyone, you know, associates with it. So you're just Team USA. Now I know that there's people on your team who aren't from USA, but you know that's just coincidentally the team name.
0: <laughs> team USA. Okay, yeah, we may run into a few legal issues. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> if I think... not, we sue. If not, we sue Team USA.
3: Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> the counter sue is almost always successful. All right, this is actually my most serious one. I'm glad you like the Trailblaze one. But what about just the Nike swoosh? Like, I feel like swoosh is like a fast runner, now, like sound right there. The Nike Swoosh is or Nike Swoosh I think i I like the singular names, like like yeah. the the swoosh, you know, just like the magic or something, the
0: swoosh the swoosh dude, you are full of good ones, yeah,,
3: mm. I've been thinking about this all day, guys well I, I am not all day I'm not
0: you mean all year, right
1: yeah, all year, of course <laughs> all right, this one this one is really, really bad, but I'm gonna say it anyways <laughs> ready mullet go no no
2: <laughs> oh no oh no oh no oh uh next uh, i don't even i don't think i can i mean you'd probably you probably sell plenty of merch to the you know the craig angles fan club so that <laughs> yeah, would be i don't good.
0: i think would would like coco have to get a mullet yeah Yeah, yeah, that's right
2: oh man i like (laughs) my brain is broken from that one Um, i don't know so you, you already gave us your your recommendation right you said it was the so what if we you know i was trying to create these rivalries like what if you just started like trolling other teams like you just made your like the bowerman running club And just made your jerseys like pretty much identical to theirs, or you know, you're the the Nike beasts or something like that.
0: That would create a rivalry. Just completely
2: start stealing names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would actually be funny. We'll be the the Bowerman beasts. The Bowerman (laughs) beasts. I love that. (laughs) Hit him with the
1: last one. If you got any left. Mm,
3: All right, let's go with the rip city tc rctc right there
0: that's good dude you dude. are full of these Rip's i don't know Nike. where do yeah, hire this guy from marketing what do we got here here this we is... go
3: where does rip come from who knows but i think it sounds cool
0: yeah i don't know why but the trailblazer is called right it's called rip city or something yeah. we may run into some and in, in copyright infringement but dude yours are incredible we'll, we'll counter anybody
1: love it <laughs> Craig, thank you so much for coming on. As always, this has been a ton of fun. We'll have you on at 150 episodes. How about that?
0: How about, yeah, 150 every, yeah, every major mile. Welcome back.
1: Jump down on throat about that interview. The interview that Craig did with the beer, the beer mile guys, um, where they brought up the, the Josh Thompson beef and that kind of spiraled into a whole thing happened after we interviewed him. So we did this interview uh, a while ago. So um, if we had known about that, if we had known about the beef, you bet your ass we would have brought it up and we would have talked extensively about it. But we didn't have that information. We did, you know, we did talk a little beef and we kind of. It was some some good stuff in there. But, you know, so don't jump down our throats about not bringing that up. Yeah, we we often, like,
2: I'd say every once in a while we bank interviews. But for the most part, our interviews are, like, happening the night before we release the episode. So they're usually pretty fresh. It's a dangerous game. When you bank an interview for over a month because so much can change, and you never know what you're going to miss. And we got unlucky. The one time that like actual stuff pops off in the, in the running world, we missed it. But with that said, I still think it was a great interview. It's good to have Craig on
3: for a third time. Yeah, yeah. screw off, guys. It was a great interview. I don't care that we didn't
2: talk
1: about it. We hit on a lot of other good topics, so it was, it was good. And we wanted to make sure that we had Craig for our 100th episode because we on 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 our 50th episode we said we're gonna have you back on 100 and you never know what can happen right like Craig he he says he like really likes coming on this podcast and we can always get a hold of him but you never know what can happen right like if we're recording and we we attend to to record with him the the night before something can come up and we might not have him for our 100th episode so we wanted to make sure we had it that's why we did it so early but anyways speaking of our friends over at the beer mile podcast speaking of our friend Chris Robertson turns out he is able to come into town to run the Irish Clover five miler. So Chris Robertson, the American record holder in the beer mile will be running the Irish Clover five Miler. And I will say this, I didn't think it was going to happen like this, but we're actually running out of spots in the virtual five miler just because I had to order t-shirts, I had to order medals, all that, all that stuff. We're running out of spots, so if you want to participate in this race, you probably need to do it sooner than later. I think that this race will probably fill up by, I'd say, you know, by the time this comes out, I give it another week before this fills up. So if you want to get in, if you want to race against Chris Robertson, you gotta sign up. So we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna have a ton of fun. And when you do, send us a screenshot of your registration so you can get, you can participate in the draft, draft king style pick 'em pool that we're going to do, you know, no extra fee to get in that pick and pool, but the winner of the pool will win a hundred bucks. So it's going to be a ton of fun. You're, you're not going to want to miss it. Listen, race
3: is going to fill up. It's either going to be peak to be listeners or not peak to be listeners. I, it doesn't matter on the bottom line, you know, who, who signs up, but I want us to be p 2 listeners. I want p 2 listeners to fill those spots. I don't want, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, a running scrub weekend warrior to, to get out there and take a spot from p 2 listener. So please get on that quickly. The more p 2 listeners, the more fun it's going to be for us. Um, everybody sign up as soon as you can.
2: Yeah, let's go to crew. Let's get it done.
1: And the other thing we're going to do is since we have Chris Robertson in town, we're going to run a beer mile. So this is going to kick off. This is going to kick off our beer mile training. So we're going to do this. It's our goal by the fall. I think we, we, we potentially have plans to go out to Chicago and try to put together a really fast beer mile by the time falls around. So we're going to, we're going to establish a baseline this March. And uh, I actually think we're going to have to go, we're going to go after some sort of world record, whatever it is, whatever You know, Chris has not, not us to be clear. No, not us. Chris, Chris Chris is going to, but we'll get some footage. It will be a good time. I'm sure there'll be a, a a great video to follow after that. But, um, if you're in the area, shoot us a DM and and you can come out and come out and join us. It'll be fun.
2: Yeah. I'm already kind of like crunching the numbers in my head here, Steve, of what the, the spread will need to be between me and Chris. You know, like the the gambling spread, because I would like to get a little action. It's going to have to be a massive spread. So, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit of calculation. But I'm going to propose something to Chris, figure out the numbers, propose it to him, and see if me and him can, can't get a little uh, head-to-head matchup going
1: here. And I will say this. Our, uh, our youngest brother, the youngest Gendron, who's the closest removed – to college, I mean, he just graduated last year, so he still got some fitness. He still got some speed in his legs. Turns out, I didn't know this, but the kid can chug a beer, so
2: he's a he's a contender in this. Yeah, I would say yeah. He he he's he'll
3: he'll be in good shape. He'll we need a we need a Mike versus Chris line, which will be like you know five six minutes. We need a Mike versus he'll crush other me. Chris line. We need Mike versus the he'll both crush I'm
2: not I'm not. I'm not gonna try and you know go up here and, and talk smack to my little brother, thinking I, he he will he'll wipe the floor with me. But I'm gonna give
3: it my best shot. As as the older brother, you better talk smack until you lose that race. Like that's your job as an older brother. Yeah, I guess smack. my only
2: my only chance would be right is like get into his head and like make him talk enough smack that he would like do something stupid and maybe like throw up or something. That would be that would be my only. My, I, I think I'd have enough control on like maybe like the night before I could push him a little too hard <laughs> and, you know, make him do some stupid things. So yeah, you're right. John. I, I, I There are some, uh, yeah, some tricks up my sleeve here. Chris, don't listen to the last 30 seconds of the show. All
1: right, let's kick off the bell lap. Mike, what do you got people on the bell app? Steve, it got brought up earlier, but
2: I think it's worth bringing up again. We don't get a lot of one-star reviews, which is a great thing, right? And while I'm saying this, if you haven't left a five-star review on our iTunes, you got to do it because we got to get you know, the, the very few, the one or two people you who have ever left a one-star review, we got to get them eliminated. We got to drown them out with five-star reviews, make sure that the people know what they're getting themselves into. But I saw the one-star review, and then I read the content of it, And I think the guy screwed up and meant to put a five-star review. So I'm going to read what he said here. And you tell me, Trent, if this sounds like a one-star review. Okay. After initially listening to a couple episodes and not loving the vibe, I decided to give P2E another chance. When recapping the American track meet and bashing on its coverage, they referred to that guy throwing the shot put and themselves as fringe watchers or fans. Ryan Krauser broke the indoor world record in the shot, put. I'm a distance runner and not a diehard fan of track and field. And even I knew that I appreciate their efforts to have fun, casual approach to covering the sport, but the frat boy dynamic and a lack of preparation just doesn't do it for me. I mean, that's the most glowing review you could have gave of this show. I can possibly imagine. Wait, what was the name
3: of that shot putter again?
2: Ryan Krauser. Ryan Krause, he's awesome, guy. right? I I'm, I'm, I'm actually feel bad we
1: got his name wrong, but I'm just gonna say I don't. <laughs> we get everyone's name. Fuck wrong. that guy! Listen, <laughs> dude, I appreciate the effort. How about doing a fucking podcast every single fucking week for free? You're welcome, dickhead! And what kind of like what kind of loser takes it like listens to a podcast and be like, oh, I'm gonna take it upon myself to make sure that these guys, you know, notoriety goes down a little bit and give them one star review? Fuck you, dude! Fuck Steve, you. I- I genuinely
2: think he wrote he meant to put five stars because I read that and I'm like proud of myself. I'm like, wow, we accomplished everything we ever <laughs> wanted to with that review. So yeah. I, my That's ass, what I, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly though, dude, like I do like seeing one star reviews every once in a while, as long as it doesn't affect our overall rating, because it means if we're just getting positive feedback, it means we're not getting to enough people. So, and listen, we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I know that we we're, we're doing a pretty niche thing here, and I love the fact that some people love us, some people hate us. Anyways, Trent, what do you got people on the bell app?
3: I mean, it's hard to follow that up, so mine's going to sound <laughs> way less important. But uh, I just want to say, Roar and Kitty, you're still my president. The revolution may have taken a hit, but it's not over. Um, still holding Hold the, the GameStop line, stock, Hold so the line. <laughs> holding the line. Hold the line. I'm I'm about to put that in my will to get to my grandkids at this point. Cause that shit's not getting sold, especially at the price that it's at now. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're holding strong over here.
1: I was just going to ask for, if you guys haven't, it means a lot. It helps us out. If you can go give us five star review, Mike already covered that. <laughs> um, and then I just want to say, I think we're planning on doing something a little different for next week's podcast. So we're going to mix it up a little bit, but you know, Thank you so much for listening for the first 100 episodes. We're going to keep the momentum going. We're going to try to find ways to mix it up and do things differently. You know, we're, we're on to the next 100. So we'll see you at 200 episodes. Other than that, boys, I would run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie.
2: Josie's on a vacation far away.